0: and Footballers DFS podcast coming to you from DraftKings Studios with your hosts Kyle Morganoni and Matthew
1: Betts. Well hello everyone. Week five is now here and I'm here once again with my bestest buddy in the whole wide world Matthew Betts. Betts, how's it going
0: dude? I'm doing so well Kyle. Uh, it was a good week four. For me, anyway, I'll let you share about yours in a second. Um, It's a good week for it. I'm excited about week five, and I'm sure that you are excited because you are taking a little vacation this week, earning some time off, so I'm sure that you're sad to not be here on the show this Friday, but man, I'm going to be jealous when you're sitting poolside or sitting at the beach, a little drink in your hand, just like counting your money for all your DFS lineups. Uh, Should be fun. (laughs)
1: You know, maybe it's just easier if DFS, you tell me what to do, Bets. I'll listen to the podcast and then I just print money that way. So Bets had a good week. Um, I did not. I missed the cash line because of Odell Beckham. And we'll talk about him <laughs> in just a second. Um, I did actually have a pretty good week in a couple other fronts. We'll talk about some of the wagers that you and I made. Um, I was pretty fortunate on Underdog on my pickums. Um, big money roller last night. Um, so... Yeah, it was actually an okay week. I came out pretty much even. But uh, let's talk about our cash lineup. I write every single week a cash lineup review where I kind of get to walk through the process. And I've gotten some really good feedback for some people. They just want to know, like, how do you guys arrive at your cash lineup constructions? What is the process like? And so real quickly, why don't you start us off, Betts, and say, like, who were the top couple of plays that, you know, was pretty consensus chalk and they hit?
0: Yeah, it seemed like there was kind of a big three This week and obviously it was Derek Henry who it it did seem like if you faded him in tournaments like it was the right play for a while and then of course you got there in the end and you know falls in the end zone and the game goes into overtime so that helps but you had to have him in cash and then you also definitely had to have DJ Moore it felt like this week. Um, He was one of our consensus like top plays and best plays in our article that comes out on Saturday so I was locking those two into my lineup throughout the week and definitely as the weekend went on that those two just projection in terms of workload matchup all those things look really you know looked really promising and then the other one that I'll throw out was Amari Cooper we talked a lot about at 6k we talked about it on, on the Tuesday show it was like that price is just silly and it was really scary for a second when he went out with a hamstring issue for what Seemed like an eternity. Just like, please come back into the game, Mari. Um, he did, and of course he he you know found the end zone, so it worked out. But those three were absolutely key in cash this weekend.
1: Yeah, I felt like our consensus kind of core plays, the plays that we said are the best plays in DFS. We got to write those up, and then on Saturdays is where you and I kind of come to consensus. But it was mostly Derrick Henry, DJ Moore, Mari Cooper, and I was I was pretty into David Montgomery as being a just a solid running back. Um and even he, he got all his points before he got hurt. It was totally fine. And I think a quarterback, so you were on Dak and for most of the week I was all about Mahomes. He just got to a point where he was kind of cost prohibitive. And I went to Jalen Hurts who ended up being just as good a play. Um, so I think a lot of that process, but it was fitting in those other wide receivers, which I think was the hardest part. We both landed on Odell um and I moved off Odell literally Sunday morning. I texted you and I moved off of Corey Davis.
0: <laughs> not great. Not great. I thought of you and Corey caught that long touchdown. I don't even know. It was like, what, 60 yards or something crazy. Um, yeah, Odell, listen, the, the play was right. Like There was multiple times where he was open in the end zone or for a wide-open 60-yard touchdown from Baker. Baker played awful this weekend, and it, we're not here to make excuses or anything like that, but um, he did project really well. I played him in tournament lineup, so I definitely felt that loss for sure. Um, And the matchup was perfect, right? With the Viking secondary. So if you played him, don't feel bad. It was a great tag on him as far as the salary and everything as far as the process seemed like it was right in that. It just didn't work out the way we wanted it to.
1: And then I'll just say a couple other plays that worked out really well. Um, Just, and this is mostly for listeners. We had people getting to message us and just share some of those screenshots, but um, that Mahomes and Tyreek stack, obviously Kelsey just did not come through, but we talked about Tyreek We talked about him being, I always talked about him being the road goat. Like he's the greatest road wide receiver of all time. So he had a three touchdown game, which was super awesome. We saw people stacking that in tournaments. And then bringing back with Devonta Smith, who was a great play as well that we wrote up. So um, overall, I think the cash process, it looked different week to week. And that's a key takeaway. I actually scored just as much as I did in week one. In week one, I had an awesome ROI. Um, so I scored as many points, but the cash line moved because you had scores like Tyreek Hill uh, that basically broke the slate. So you needed players like that and it moved up the line. But overall, it was a pretty great week uh, for the brand, for the people, uh, for those listening. And if cash is something that you feel like you haven't had a lot of success, it's okay to kind of take a break and not go as cash heavy or figure out what kind of tournaments you need to invest your money in. I had someone message me today and say, hey, I've been doing okay with cash and I've been putting all my money in the MillieMaker. And I was like, okay, well, maybe back off the MillieMaker for a little bit <laughs> and look, work on small fields. And Betts is probably the better person to talk to about small fields. And so just one last piece of advice before we talk about this next slate. Why do you think getting good at small field tournaments is so important for especially people that haven't been playing too long?
0: Yeah, large field tournaments are just really, I think, overwhelming. Like when you look at how many people you're playing against and how often you're going to lose in those formats, it can be really disheartening. It can be really frustrating. And quite frankly, it can turn you off of DFS, which is not what we want. We want you guys to play with us. But in small field tournaments, which I play a lot more in, and we talk about that, it's kind of an arbitrary number, but I'll throw out like 500 or less entrance kind of thing where you have a chance to win every time that you enter a lineup there. It's not like it's a you know crapshoot like the Million Maker. It's totally random kind of experience. Um, the reason that I like those a lot is because it's very easy to know what the field is going to do. So in small field tournaments, people are way more willing to play quote unquote cash plays or the popular plays. So you already kind of have more information in that setting than you do in a large field tournament where who knows what's gonna happen. So I like having that information. It allows me to get different. I feel like a lot easier. And that's where I've had most of my success in tournaments is more of those small fields.
1: Yeah, you can sort by field size if you're not used to that. But I'll just give you a couple of tournaments that I've been playing recently. Um, And I had some success this past week and it was really helpful knowing that I didn't hit my cash line, but I had, you know, some Tyreek and Mahomes stacks that kind of helped make up for that. And there are ones that are multipliers or they're called micro boosters or boosters where, you know, let's say your buy-in is 20 bucks. Well, you can get, you know, $60, $70 $60, $70 is your takeaway. And you can figure out how small your field size is. I did another one that was four people and it was a winner take all. So those are like really fun ones to say, okay, I'm just competing against three other people. And, you know, I can, you know, quadruple my buy-in where your $20 from the Millie maker is probably going to be flushed down the toilet. So still throw that one in there for the millimaker if you want to do that. It's a very negative EV move, but I still do it every single week. I use the golden gun approach. I want to take it down in one shot. But uh, yeah, look at those other tournaments. The you know the the multipliers, whatever else there is. There's uh, there's lots of other ones to look at. Please, please, please. If you guys want more of our content, if you want to see our direct picks, the picks that Betz wrote up, that you know he basically laid out his cash lineup in the DK cash picks. You can get that in the DFS pass, uh, and that's still I would say a killer deal. We had someone. Who won 5k this past week? And his main comment, he says, "Look, I think I made my money back from the DFS pass already. So that's that's pretty sweet that someone could do that. And that was their main takeaway. Uh, but yeah, you can go to dfspass.com if you want to get that deal. And then also, if someone wants to leave a fresh new review, let's just do it. I'm just gonna call it out. Best doesn't know this. Whoever oh. leaves a new review." For this podcast on Apple, Spotify, I'm going to pick one of those people and hook you up with some footballer swag uh, just for doing that. So, can it um, be me? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I would love to hook you guys up with some footballer shirts, swags, whatever it is. And I really do follow through with that stuff. I've had people on Twitter win some contests and I will message them right away. So, if you want to do that, leave a review, follow, subscribe on iTunes. We would love uh, for you to be a part of that. But, let's talk about the main slate for week five
0: state of the main slate
1: so we're going to talk about this main slate which for me is kind of interesting um because of who's not on this slate we also have a london game this week so that means there's actually one less game uh, and eventually we'll start getting into bye weeks so the field is going to shrink a little bit but Each week, the lines that Betts and I refer to are from DraftKings Sportsbook. It's where Betts and I play. You can go to sportsbook.draftkings.com. And let's check in with a wager that you made. Give me one that was up and one that was down this past week.
0: Yeah, I'll go with one that's down first. I was pretty high on Miami. It just has an organization this offseason thinking like, yeah, they could, you know, turn it around and two, it looks like he could be the answer if they surround him with enough weapons. But here we are. The offensive line is atrocious and Tua is hurt and now Will Fuller is out. So I have a small wager on Miami to win the AFC East. It was a pretty good price in my opinion, but that is looking like that is going down the drain. (laughs) However, Mike Davis does not look like he's going to be running for 800 and a half rushing yards this year. I took the under on that and that looks good so far. And it's not really even because like Cordell Patterson is doing what he's doing. It's more just... Like They're going to be in all these shootouts, and they can't really run the ball the way that they maybe want to or that we envision them doing. So I think this is just going to be a pass-happy team, and that could really negatively affect Mike Davis on the ground. So that looks good right now, but Dolphins looks quite rough. So you're just the old
1: man rooting against a player doing well. Is that what you're doing?
0: Let's just say if there's a breakout running back at the age of 28-plus years old. I'm going to automatically smash the under. <laughs> that's a rule to live by.
1: I think you're you're pretty good at picking off the unders. Um of where the books are can be inefficient and I think that's where people make their money because if they're playing or if they get hurt and they're ineffective then yes, you're you're able to pick off a lot of those. So his line was what? 800, 800 and a half?
0: Yep, 800 so. and a half.
1: That one's looking pretty good right now. All right, I'll give you my two. Uh, staying with the Falcons theme, Falcons over seven wins. It was more heartbreaking than anything else because, in classic Falcons fashion, they lost the game at the very end to Taylor Heineke, who looks awesome by the way. Like he's been a fun fantasy quarterback. Your boy Terry McLaurin, dude, just went off, and that was one of the that was the one of the things that you talked about this week in your dart throws. You said those two are going to combine. For 50 plus points. So props to you for doing that. But yeah, my Falcons over seven wins. Just give me seven, right? Just seven to get our money. That's
0: all we need. (laughs) Seven wins. And it felt like we were sailing to two. I was like, all right, here it is. Oh, man. Um, Yeah. The way we get even on this, Kyle, is we just keep playing people against the Falcons and DFS. That's it.
1: Well, the Falcons have the Jets this week. So maybe. And then maybe a little showdown on Sunday morning. They have some other gimme games, so you can go look at their schedule, but there's some there's some games in that schedule, like Detroit, Jacksonville, like, come on. Gosh, I wish they would have broke through. So Falcons over seven wins doesn't look good, and then I will say Dallas to win the NFC East. Uh, I got that at a point when Washington was actually the favorite, and so Dallas at plus money uh, way back in May feels like a pretty great bet right now. Dallas is looking like a, I don't know, top three team in the NFC. All right, let's talk about these games this week. Give me the games that are over 50 plus.
0: Yeah, there aren't as many as I feel like we usually have. There's a lot that kind of hover in that upper 40s range. But for right now, over 50, we have 51 and a half points projected for the Giants and the Cowboys with Dallas favored by seven. We also have the Cardinals hosting the 49ers with a 51 point total. They are favored by five and a half. That's Arizona. And then 50 points for the Chargers and the Browns with the Chargers at home favored by one. That is it right now as far as what the board is showing for 50 plus, but we have a couple of 49 and a including the Bengals hosting the Green Bay Packers with the Packers favored by three and a half. And then also as well at 49, we have the Vikings hosting the Detroit Lions favored by eight points at home.
1: Yeah, that Green Bay Cincinnati game. I've seen that in a couple places get bet up to right around 50. And that's one of the games that I'm really excited about uh, just because there's so many options. There's actually a lot of cheap options on the Bengals' side, so we'll talk about that one. But yeah, we don't have these monster totals, you know, where we get close to 55 or above. Also on this slate, it's really important to notice that there are no Chiefs, there are no Bills, there are no Ravens. So no Patrick Mahomes, no Josh Allen, you know, no Lamar Jackson. Like, you're you're losing Stephon Diggs. There's a lot of players on here. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Like, there's a lot of like high powered players that aren't on this slate. And so is there any, you know, points that you would make about how we approach this differently, knowing like, it's like kind of Kyler at the top for quarterbacks. And that's really it.
0: Yeah. You also didn't mention in that group. Also, we have Russ Wilson and the Seahawks taking on the Rams. Uh, on Thursday Matt Ryan's night. not on the slate and Matt Ryan and Zach Wilson, unfortunately <laughs> uh, just, you know, the elites. Um, But it does change the slate a little bit. And it's not really just about the quarterback position, but I also think in general, like without those games that are in the 54, 55, sometimes even 56 points from Vegas projection, like it's it's so automatic at this point for DFS players to just look at that and automatically zoom in on that, that I think this is going to be a good spot to identify some games that maybe are under the radar for DFS. And then as a result, be able to... You know find some stacks that we like in that environment now with that said I think you could argue that there's no one that even comes close to Kyler Murray's ceiling on this slate given that he's pretty much the only guy that has the capability to go for 35 to 40 DraftKings points on the slate I mean maybe Jalen Hurts in a the right game environment where he runs just a ton but it looks like he could be the dude that separates so I definitely will probably try to have a little bit of Kyler this week especially on FanDuel for that reason but Obviously, it's early in the week and we kind of need to see what shakes out. But that's kind of the first takeaway that I have from that scenario.
1: We'll talk about salary standouts at each position in a second. But what do you think will be the most popular game to stack? And specifically, like people that want to stack this, how do you think they will attack it?
0: Yeah, I have on the dock here. I think the one of the most popular ones is going to be the Niners and the Cardinals. And the reason that I had said that this morning was because I thought, Trey Lance was guaranteed to get the start with Jimmy Garoppolo with the calf issue. Now we're having news that, well, it's more of a contusion than a calf strain, which could recover faster. So I'm not sure if he's going to start or not. But if Trey Lance starts, people are going to jam him in at 5,700 on DraftKings. I mean, this dude on Underdog just a month ago before the season started was like a ninth round best ball pick. Like people love Trey Lance, myself included. So that's going to be a spot that people like. And obviously we just talked about Kyler Murray having a huge ceiling. So I think that if that is the case people are definitely going to want to get some exposure to San Fran and Arizona
1: I think the hardest part with Arizona is Kyler has chosen to spread things out which has been good for real life football but it's really hard to pay up for DeAndre Hopkins like we saw last week Christian Kirk's floor so it I think that's the hardest part of that and then you look on the San Francisco side it's like I haven't seen much from Ayuk or Kittle that says I have to play them Debo's clearly the most popular player. We like Trey Sermon, but it's not like a given. So that'll just be an interesting one of how you stack that game. And yeah, if Lance is in, then I think he is going to be a popular play at fifty seven hundred. I'm going to say Green Bay at Cincinnati because there are so many weapons. There are there are just so many weapons and wide receivers and combinations. Do we know anything about T Higgins right now? As of you know, our recording.
0: Not as of now. We don't really have any updates from the Bengals of course he's missed the last two games with his shoulder issue so the practice reports there are going to be really important as well and then on Green Bay's side of the ball Jair Alexander is potentially going to miss this game obviously it's early in the week it's Tuesday so let's monitor what happens but he had a shoulder injury as well so that's a rhetoric that I feel like automatically people say as well Jair Alexander's on the other side of the ball you're really excited to play Jamar Chase or T. Higgins and this week that could be the case that Kevin King gets one of those two and my man, Kevin King, we've seen what he does in the playoffs. So it's, it's not pretty.
1: <laughs> and then Joe Mixon also is week to week currently. And we're going to get more information. But that opens up probably our first running back this year. That is the Stoneman. And that's Samaji P. Ryan at 4K. We'll talk about him in a second. What do you do? But this will just be an interesting game because you can go super cheap there. You can get Aaron Jones. You can play either quarterback. There's probably at least four or five wide receivers that are in play. There's your boy, Bobby Tunyon cj uzama the thursday night superstar so i just like this game because of the pieces and it's hitting that 50 total so i think that'll be one of the more popular ones but what do you think is the most sneaky game on this slate
0: yeah i will take the vikings and the lions in a dome um two really bad secondaries with competent quarterback play especially on the lion side of the ball but I mean, Kirk had a down week last week, but Kirk Cousins to the first three weeks was one of the best quarterbacks in football, honestly. And for fantasy, he was getting it done. So there's tons to like on that side of the ball. Um, and then as well, you know, it's just so easy to bring it back on the Lions side because we know who it is. We know it's DeAndre Swift. We know it's TJ Hawkinson. And so I do think that that's a really sneaky spot to go to. And I think people, they don't really like to play the Lions. You know, they're kind of at least like a gross taste in your mouth. So I'm excited about that game in a dome.
1: I want to talk about your Eagles at the Panthers. This line just feels super low. Right now, the total is 44.5. And, and I double-checked that on DraftKings Sportsbook just to make sure. But 44.5 feels like that's a game between, like, I don't know, the Broncos and, you know, just just it, it just feels like it's a defensive battle. That feels low. So I can see that game being bet up a bit. And the Panthers' defense, you know, was definitely exposed at some level, but there still was some fight in terms of pressure on the quarterback I know that Philly's offensive line is completely decimated we love Jalen Hurts so I just think there's pieces in this game and if CMC is a part of it like we don't know that information right now he's you know it's too early in the week but if it trends in that direction this game is going to be definitely over the 44 and a half any takes on that one
0: no I think that's a great call I'm going to make a note to myself that as soon as we're done recording this to go bet the over on that so thank you Kyle (laughs)
1: It does. That feels so low considering what these two teams have done offensively. And hey, you got to give Jalen Hurts some credit. Like the dude is chucking the ball. So for fantasy, which is what we care about, I know you're a fan, but like we're getting volume in the passing game. We know we're going to get the rushing. So I just think they're set up so that, hey, if he's going to throw the ball 40 times a game, I'm willing to play him. And uh, I think he was a good cash game play this past week. But is there any game that you're like, I think I'm probably going to be a little underweight on this one.
0: Yeah, the Saints and the football team are playing, and there's a another game with 44 and a half total points. But I can't really get excited about the over in this one the way we can about Carolina and Philly. So that's a game that I'm going to look to be underweight on. I mean, Alvin Kamara is fine any week, of course, but looking at what Washington just did, I, I feel like maybe there's some recency bias associated with that. The Saints clearly a much better defense than what they faced. In Atlanta and the Saints right now are just so vanilla on offense like Alvin Kamara zero targets last week like what is happening and they're playing slow it's just it's a game that I feel I like can hit the under even on a low total and it's not a game that I really even want to have any mini correlations with right now so right now I'm leaning away from the football team and the Saints
1: I'm gonna go with Chicago they play Las Vegas that game is a 46 total but Probably won't have David Montgomery. Sounds like we probably have Andy Dalton. I just can't get excited about this game as one that I want to stack. And, I mean, Chicago's passing game has just been atrocious. We'll see how the Raiders do and the way it looks, but it's probably a game that I just don't want to touch in terms of stacking. All right, which team are you most confident hits their over in their team implied total?
0: Dude, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, man. That sounds kind of crazy because they already have a 20... 28 point total and it's like yeah that's high but that's not high enough this Cardinals offense right now is absolutely humming for the first month of the year through four weeks 416 yards of offense 419 407 465 yards of offense in those games they are putting up an insane amount of yards insane amount of points um, they've hit the over on this on their offensive side of the ball just offense scoring three or four weeks, I think they can get it done again here in a game that we like against the Niners.
1: Yeah, I think you're seeing uh, the right side of variance because remember last year, they actually hit the under, I think it was on like 12 of 16 games or 11 to 16. Like it was a crazy total. So I think you're seeing the other side of that. I'll go back to the Panthers. We mentioned them earlier, 24 points feels a little too low in terms of their team implied total. So I just like that game to hit the over. And uh, if you want to jump on board, Matthew, at your local sports book, you definitely can. Uh, I just like the over already. All right, give me a team that you like that hits the under.
0: Yeah, sad times for the Miami Dolphins with my uh, AFC East bet. Also sad times this week, I think. They have a 19-point total, and that's low, but I can't really see them getting there. Presumably, Jacoby Brissett is back, and he is going to be without Will Fuller, who just fractured uh, his fingers. So no playmakers, backup quarterback, Bottom three offensive line. It's just hard to see them getting there in this game. So I will take the under on the Dolphins taking on the Bucks defensive line. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, I, the only person I want to play on the Miami side is if you want to run it back with Jalen Waddle. Like that's that's probably it. So yep. I don't know if you heard on the podcast on Monday, Andy basically buried the Dolphins, which is I not an Andy that. thing. He's super super kind to most teams, tries to give them benefit of the doubt, but he just said your season is over uh, i'm gonna go with the speaking of another team that just looks atrocious the steelers and the broncos have a total of 40 in their game so uh, the steelers are one point home favorites two good defenses game i don't want to be a part of so no thank you juju is dust uh dionte's fine in terms of ppr but i don't want to touch that game at all, all i right, was talk about some salary standouts Salary standouts. So, as of Tuesday, these are the people on DraftKings. We'll give some FanDuel specific plays as well that stand out to us. So, Betts, why don't you start off with a quarterback?
0: Yeah, we talked about this just a few minutes ago. If Trey Lance does get the start, he seems like an easy consideration this week in cash at 5.7K. Entering Monday Night Football. He was the quarterback 12 on the week, and he played one half. I mean, that's what this guy can do with his legs. And it's it was the thesis behind playing Justin Fields a couple of weeks ago, right? It just didn't work out. So it's the same process if he starts. It's certainly an intriguing spot. I'll also throw out Justin Herbert taking on the Browns at 6,800 over on DraftKings. And then Kirk Cousins, 6.5K. looks really nice. You kind of know what you're getting from him. I like him more in tournaments, though, rather than in cash games.
1: Yeah, I feel like Herbert might have one of the safest floors that when you stick him in cash, like it feels great. Same thing with Dak. He's 6.9K against the Giants. Feels safe. His volume has been going down ever, like every single week because they've been pretty efficient. They've also been running the ball. Uh, so that's the only thing that scares me with Dak is if like we're seeing 22 attempts. Uh, but I think Dak is safe. Uh, Joe Burrow at 6.1, I feel like is way too low given his upside. They're not throwing the ball as much as I want as well. So that, that scares me, but I feel like against the Packers, you're asking them to kind of force their hand. If they're without Joe Mixon, they're going to lean on Joe Burrow. So I'm also not scared of the Packers pass rush. So Joe Burrow at 6.1. And if you're going to the bottom of the barrel, Jared Garf, Jared Goff at 5.2 is as cheap as they get. I don't like playing Jared Goff very much, but he actually showed like some fight this past week on the road against the Bears. And I like Jared Goff in dome games. Like, that's where I want to play Jared Goff against the Vikings. And we've been picking on their secondary most of the year. Last week, it didn't work with the Browns. But uh, Jared Goff, uh, I don't mind. If you really wanted to go way down there, I think you can get there on volume. But anybody on Fanduel?
0: Yeah, Kyler's the most expensive. He's 8.5 over there. But that's still, you know, you can do that. Fanduel it's just silly. It's like a pick 'em game. Like, you can just play wherever you want. So, I'm probably going to try to find a way to get up to him in cash over there. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers is priced as the quarterback five on FanDuel as opposed to the quarterback three on DraftKings. So, if you want some Aaron Rodgers exposure, exposure this week, uh, he looks like a better value over on FanDuel.
1: I'll throw out a, one more name. Ryan Tannehill plays Jacksonville. We're going to talk about that game with Derrick Henry in just a second. But uh, 7,200. If you wanted to stack Tannehill and Henry in a tournament, I don't think that's crazy at all. And he's uh he's way down there compared to where he is on DraftKings. So I think it's worth saying. All right, running back. I mean the main conversation's gonna be Derek Henry, so why don't we start there?
0: Yeah, as per usual. Uh he is nine thousand. Yep, went up at two hundred dollars compared to last week, but he's taking on the Jaguars. And you were pointing this out today. We were talking a little bit before, you know, recording this afternoon. It's like Dude, his splits are insane. He has some massive, massive games against the Jaguars. And then he also has like 20 carries for 58 yards, no touchdowns. But on paper, this looks like an awesome spot. So I'm probably going to play him in cash. It just seems like one of those weeks. And then also throw out at the top, Dalvin Cook at 8.4K, taking on the Lions. We just saw David Montgomery smash. And then Trey Sermon, if he does get the full workload, looks like a nice cheap play. He is $5,000 taking on the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I like Trey Sermon. I think he's a solid play. He's also a great play on FanDuel. I wanted to give you those splits, listeners. So if you were to take Derrick Henry's averages against the Jaguars, it's going to look awesome. But over the last three years, okay, here he's played six games, okay? He's had three monster games, and he's had three games where it just killed your lineup. So think about this, though, for a GPP and cash. Like, in cash, we're fine with eating the chalk with Derrick Henry. In GPPs, you really do have to think about it. So he had three smash games where he scored... 53.8, 33.5, and 42.2 DraftKings points. That's called breaking a slate. But this same Derrick Henry against the same Jacksonville Jaguars, he had three other games in that same span of 5.7, 11.6, and 8.4 DK points. So just hold on to those. Think about the the cost benefit of playing somebody at that price. On FanDuel, he is $10,400. What what do you do with that information on FanDuel, where we usually want to play him?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, dude, this year he's catching passes, so watch out. Three down back. Uh, not really. <laughs> the, the tricky thing with Derrick Henry is each time he goes up in salary, he's more of a viable fade in tournaments because when a player goes up in their salary, they need to do a lot more to pay off their salary because presumably your opponents that are rostering Derrick Henry at you know, 10,000 or 10.5k 10. or whatever it is, they can't get as quote unquote good of plays as you because you're able to spend up at other positions. So if he fails, they're basically sunk like a ship. So the the more expensive he gets, the easier it is to fade him. I don't know what stance I'm going to have. It kind of depends on the, the running back values this week and where it looks. But you could tell me again at the start of the week, and we said it last week, we know Derek Henry is going to be the most popular play on the slate. It makes sense to at least be underweight a little bit, in tournaments to see if you're right and if it does you'll pay off in a huge way.
1: So on the other side of the ball in that game, we have James Robinson who is only 6k. What do we do with him? Like you can you play both of those running backs in your cash game lineup knowing that this dude is going to get the touches. He's been like a top 7 running back on the season. It doesn't feel that way, but 6k is so cheap knowing that you're going to guarantee volume and the Titans are not a good defense.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough because normally I would say no, because when Derrick Henry is rolling, you know, James Robinson is kind of phased out of the offense. But now I just I just wonder, like with DJ Chark out of the lineup, does he get a little bit more run? Is he involved in the passing game? So I'm not sure. But the the initial stance I have is I'm not going to be looking to do that. Like, that's not my stacking partner. If I'm playing Derrick Henry, especially in tournaments.
1: For sure. It's just a it's a way to think about how you gain leverage. Against Derrick Henry Stacks, and it's probably James Robinson. But um anyway, just an interesting conversation this week because Titans, Jaguars, we've seen those games. We've seen those Thursday night games where Derrick Henry goes crazy against them. So that sticks in the mind of a lot of people. And some of it's narrative based, like I just mentioned uh listing those last three years. But two more plays I want to give. Nick Chubb It's kind of just forgotten. He's six point seven K on DraftKings normally we want to play him on fanduel but i think he's a solid play against las vegas uh not against las vegas sorry against uh against the chargers i think he's i think he's just set up to be able to be a gpp winner and i think he's going to come in a lot lower than he has been in the in the past and then i'll also throw out samaje Piran at 4k do you want to eat what probably will be chalk for someone that is that low in price
0: it's going to be a tough week in cash assuming he gets the starting job because the automatic build is, okay, spend up for Derrick Henry, spend down for Samaji P. Pirine, I'm set and I'm spending not that much on two high projected floor running backs. So it may not be the best cash week in terms of having an edge this week and I'm a pretty big cash player, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But yeah, it's just Samaji P Pirine. Like what is the ceiling? Like 15 DraftKings points? I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know I'm asking. And I think if he is going to be played a lot in tournaments, I will definitely not be playing him in tournaments because I would really question his ceiling behind a bad offensive line. And it's just, he's Samaji Piran, right? Like, I mean, come on.
1: Dude, I took him in a dynasty draft years ago. So he means a lot to me. Probably like the sixth overall
0: not... pick, right? He was the top Something stupid pick. like that. <laughs>
1: yes. Just throwing, just burning, just... Yes, lighting them on fire. I think what's going to be hard with P. Ryan is that there's so many other Bengals that I'm interested in. Like, I'm interested in Chase, interested in Boyd. I would love it if Higgins came back. I like Burrow. So there's just, there's a point where if I'm in cash, I think I want exposure to Bengals because I like that game environment. But is Pirine the way that I want to do it? I'm not sure. But 4K is so cheap. And that will be the pairing. Like It'll be Henry and Pirine to be in a ton of lineups. And I could see both of those not hitting and you being sunk. So yeah, those are, those are the main plays. And then on FanDuel, uh, throw out Damian Williams because we don't know the status of David Montgomery, but he's 5.8 K. I think he's going to be the play he's, on Fanduel. He's not going to play. He's just, he, Montgomery's out.
0: Yeah. He's not going to play this week.
1: Yeah. I think Damian Williams is going to be popular on FanDuel. Samaje Piron's going to be popular on DraftKings. So those are just two guys to think about if you want to save some cash. All right. A couple more plays. Let's talk about wide receivers. Who stands out to you? And it's kind of like a lot of guys that we like in that mid-tier. I feel like we keep going back to the same dudes.
0: Yeah, and I think it makes sense too, right? Because if you're spending up on Derrick Henry in Cash and you want to get Smadji Piran, then you just get kind of mid-range high upside wide receivers. And let's start with your boy, Keenan Allen. Uh, right now you're rocking a Keenan Allen t-shirt. You also have a Keenan Allen jersey hanging in the background, so you love this guy. He is 6.5k. That is cheap for Keenan Allen. Taking on the Browns. I'll also throw out our boy, I feel like he's like the secondary uh, honoree on the show all the time. Rod Godwin, we love this guy. Um, he is 6.3K, taking on the Dolphins. They have a huge team total, the Bucs do. So I definitely want exposure to Tom Brady in the Bucks at some capacity. And then CeeDee Lamb, I know he was the guy popping in the tackle at the one-yard line model two weeks ago. It, it failed me this week. I'm really upset about it. But he is 6.2K, taking on the Giants. His price went down quite a bit.
1: Yep. And then I'll mention those Bengals. Jamar Chase is only 5.8. T. Higgins at 5K. And Antonio Brown, despite having a big night on Sunday with Rob Gronkowski out, is only 5.2K. And is he five? Is that right? 5K on FanDuel.
0: Uh we might have to vet that. I'm not not sure. Okay.
1: He's just okay, regardless. Antonio Brown is underpriced on both sites. And I think that he's you want exposure to Tampa Bay. I think that was my biggest takeaway. If I could give people from this past week, I wrote this up in my cash, is in your cash lineup. If you do not have somebody from a team that has the highest team implied total, you are missing out. So I did not have any bills, and at the last second I switched off of Chiefs, and I think that was where I went wrong this past week, not having at least one bill or one chief. So yeah, get a buck in there.
0: I have I have the salary. It's not five K on FanDuel. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> is that the min price? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that something ridiculous he's he's 6.5k over there so definitely still a good tag
1: yeah DraftKings he's a better play I think that's why we had him on here yeah DraftKings better play and then any specific FanDuel plays that you want to highlight
0: yeah we talked about it the same thing last week with DeAndre Hopkins he's cheaper on FanDuel so I like that also interested in Mike Evans you're sensing a theme with the Bucks we like them he is 7k we'll throw out Marv Our boy Marv Jones 6.6 K the Titans secondary just each week we want to pick on them and then a couple of guys that could really just dominate the target share Corlin Sutton 6.1 K that is cheap for Corlin Sutton's upside and then Devonta Smith we just saw him have a nice game he's 6 K against Carolina and Jacoby Myers if you really want to get below 6 K at wide receiver dominating the targets for the Patriots taking on the Houston Texans
1: keep in mind no Tyreek no Steph Diggs. Bets you can't play D.K. Metcalf on the main slate. You've talked about him every single week. And no Cooper Cup, so uh, you can't play Cooper Cup either. So I think this is helpful for people playing DFS that you can't go back to the same old, same old uh, wide receivers that maybe got you here. So, all right, tight end. It's tough it, this week with no Kelsey, yeah, no Higby.
0: It's ugly. We were talking before, I was like, I don't whoever you want to put on the sheet go ahead because I don't know who to put um I'll I'll throw out Kittle you know the the underlying usage is so strong with Kittle that a a breakout game is coming at some point soon so if you want to go to Kittle with Trey Lance maybe if he's the starter this week against Arizona I don't hate that he's 5.6k and then I'm looking for potentially some value this week a a nice punt option I'll throw out two names Dan Arnold is 2.9k and then as well (laughs) Uh, Cole Komet 2.7k against the raiders and you're just looking at can i get three for 30 these guys honestly
1: <laughs> i just love punt tight ends it's like you are trying to ask a beautiful person out on a date and you're like will you go out with me i've got dan Art. like it's just like <laughs> no, you're offering nothing you got nothing
0: I just, won Dan this, I just won this $10 head-to-head with Dan Arnold. <laughs> you want to go on a date?
1: <laughs> Dan Arnold. Man, what a, what a dude. Um, All right, TJ Hawkinson's 5.5. He's right there with Kittle if you want to play him. I think it's totally fine that mid-tier. And then a little bit lower on DraftKings, Max Williams has been super involved at 3.4. CJ Ozama at 3K. There are more GPP plays that I think are standouts if you want to stack Kyler, if you want to stack Burrow. I think uh, I think they're interesting. But on FanDuel, play Darren Waller, 7.4. They're just not budging his salary. It's another one of those Monday night glitches that we think. And then let's just announce the, the chalk of all chalk this week. I'll let you take this away.
0: Yes, the Washington football team is going to be massively, massively rostered this week. They are 2.3 thousand, taking on Jameis Winston. So automatically going into the week, it's fine if you want to play them in cash because... Who cares? Everyone's doing it. And they're cheap. Do not play them in tournaments because it just the correlation with salary is not good in terms of performance. But also at the same time, we know roster percentage is negatively correlated with performance often at defense. So don't play them in tournaments. But if you want to go there in cash, it's fine.
1: Yeah, there, there's a massive amount of peer pressure that everyone's doing it. So might as well. You got uh, to. That is so low. I think that was just a major misprice. They're at home. They're against the Saints, who just lost to the Giants. It's it's rough. So Washington, 2.3. If you just want to lock that in your cash, I can't argue against you doing that. For tournaments, I do like the Saints at 3.1, just if you want to flip the script and say the Saints defense uh, against Taylor Heineke. The Cardinals are 2.9. I think they're solid. The Cowboys are 2.8. And then I'll throw out a FanDuel-specific one. The The Steelers are only 4K at home against drew lock potentially i mean it could be teddy bridgewater but if it's drew lock like would that be your play on fandle
0: 100 percent. i mean if if, the only other one i would say is like if you have the salary and you want to play the patriots at 5k they're the most expensive on theory you could do it because fandle's pricing is silly but yeah i mean dude drew lock how irresponsible of that guy
1: i he should not be in the league dude's gonna be out of the league in two years okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's your favorite saying on the show you just put people on notice (laughs)
1: <laughs> just on blast. All right, he's going to be completely out of the league. It's a, such a bold call to not just say like he's going to be bad, but to like say like no, he's not even going to have a jersey. He's not even going to have a spot on a roster.
0: So, sad times. Sad times.
1: Yep. So, if you want to play with us in our listener league, you can go to ballersdfs.com. We announce that every single week and we try to uh make sure that you guys get in contests with us. And I want to give a special announcement. If you stuck around to the very end of this podcast, you listen to me blab, you listen to Bets, because I'm going to the beach this week, I will be out. We will have a very, very special guest getting to co-host with Betts this week. I'll give you two hints, okay? I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. This person works at the Fantasy Footballers,
0: okay? Okay, yes, I like this. So,
1: So it could be Brooks. would be awesome
0: (laughs) oh my gosh if it was Brooks I'd be so excited
1: (laughs) could be Brooks just saying just throwing it out there my second hint that I'll uh, that I'll leave with is this co-host let's just say he's won a lot of money in DFS in a very short amount of time so
0: so it's Brooks it's it's definitely Brooks (laughs) that'd be awesome
1: yes you guys have a great week I will see you guys at the beach and I won't be talking to you at all
0: see y'all on Friday